I'm no longer am I identifying as my mental illness. What? No, listen. The the way you live your life, if you're in a Henry, if you're in a room and it's cold and someone can turn the heat on, what do you do? You ask them to turn the heat on. Yeah. But the problem is, everybody out there asks them to turn the heat on, and then they walk around being the person who was cold all day. What, what you should do is, if you have a problem, what? do something to fix it, but don't identify with the problem, you see? Wait, so how is asking some the person to turn the heat up, how is that... Not taking an action to solve the problem. No, it is. That's okay. the right thing to do. But I'm the confused. problem is all these people, they ask the person to turn the heat up, maybe. But then they walk around all day being the person who was cold. Huh? It's If you're ever talking, and I'm guilty of this, if you're this talking some... to someone, if you're ever talking to someone, Henry, and they say... You know, you say a thing to them, you go to you go to honey baked ham, everyone orders a honey baked ham, and then it gets around to them, right? It gets okay. around to the person that I'm talking about, right. and they say, Oh, I can't make a decision. I have anxiety. That no. It's not the way to live. They should do something to address it in the moment, but they are they are identifying with their problem. They're walking around as a problem. The heat's on, Henry. The heat's <laughs> on, but they're walking around being cold. Wait. So they're going to warm up eventually. I mean, <laughs> maybe not. But maybe the heat's they'll on. carry. Maybe. Yeah, the heat's on. They, I no, think your metaphor sucks. They are warm, Henry. <laughs> But they are walking around. It happened again. All of the fucking tabs are playing at the same time. <laughs> Being the person who is cold. God damn it, Michael Blueblay. Do you understand? No, I honestly do not understand. Your metaphor doesn't make sense. There is if no choice but condition. to cancel. If it was a different condition, it was. Oh, wait, how did you know that? There is no choice, but oh, you've been screen sharing every time we've we've podcasted together. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I don't look up anything that would be embarrassing. So, oh, I do. I do. Your metaphor sucks because if it's cold and then the heat is on, they're going to warm up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what I'm saying is that is they're not walking around cold anymore. No, no, no. You are. You understand the metaphor. No, you, I don't. You get it. They, Clearly I don't. You're yelling at me. They took the steps they need to become warm. However, they can then choose to walk around the rest of the day being the person who was cold, obsessing over the fact that they were cold, feeling like it, they were a victim for being cold, when right now they're warm. Or at least they took the steps to get better. I think this current generation, meaning everyone from Gen oh X God. to Gen Z, what is happening? has an overwhelming tendency to identify with their problems and gotcha. let them define them. Okay. How did we get on this? They're warm. <laughs> but yes, they walk around I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I, okay. I get it now. I'm okay. done. 
It is with our deepest hearts full of regret that we have to cover the death of one Norm MacDonald. So in a zero credits first, let's take a moment of silence to reflect on a career so star-studded and laugh-filled. He's, he's one star. It's not filled with stars. He's one person. Let's take a minute and reflect on his career. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name's Appropriately Sad John. And together we're Henry and Appropriately Sad John coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist. Uh, yes, and I have... Uh, it's very difficult for me not to dwell on the passing of Norm MacDonald, so I will do... Uh, what all of my ancestors have done with difficult emotions forever, and drink. As will I, my two allotted beers for the night, so I can stay under my calorie cap. You have a calorie cat? Yes, a cat that judges how many calories I eat. Uh, but that's cool. Calories are, are cool. Can be a problem, but good to track every once in a while for some people. I'm just trying to get stuff back under control after, uh, I wanted to try Taco Bell, John. I've never had it. Wait, you, hold on. Are you trying to get things under control so you can try Taco Bell? No, the trying of the Taco Bell has happened. Mm. I would love to talk about that. All right, well, I had a Crunchwrap Supreme with chicken. A pretty good choice. I usually go black beans, but I get it. And then I had two... This is where I went wrong, I think. They've got a new menu item that's like the crispy chicken taco. Ugh. And I had two of those, and they were just okay. And then I had um, a chicken and cheese chipotle melt, which was only like a dollar. Mm-hmm. And all of that added up to, like, the food was okay, but the flavors just really were not there. Really? Yeah, the f- I was... I, I I don't know. I expected more out of Taco Bell for some reason. <laughs> I I think that this is an experience you can only have once, which is being let down by Taco Bell, because everyone else who's a real Taco Bell head, uh, a, a taco boy, yeah. taco creep, uh, they get it and they know what. Every time you go to Taco Bell, you never think, "Oh, I'm ready for the the sumptuous flavors, the delicate balancing of salt, fat, acid, and heat." I will find in Taco Bell. Right. Uh, it's really just enjoying how bad it is. Okay, so I went in with the wrong mindset. I thought because, like, the I'll give them this. I'll give their marketing this. The pictures of the food look delicious. Oh, they look delicious. They look like spicy and interesting. Oh yeah, they look jam packed with food and flavor. And then you get the thing that you ordered, and you realize it was all a ploy, and that they never packed their food that tightly. Oh yeah, they're just uh, soft wrappings around. Uh around warm food, around food, the temperature of body heat, I yeah. would say. Uh, it, I love Taco Bell dearly, by the way. I'm going to make fun of it a lot, but I love Taco Bell. I've never had a real connection with it just because I, I, I was one of those fools, John, who fell for the, you know, those rumors that went a flying in the late 90s or like Taco Bell doesn't even use grade A meat. They use grade D or lower 
And then like the truth is no, the, the USDA or yeah, USDA doesn't grade their meat. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> and, and then there was that whole thing, like maybe there's sand in their meat, which isn't true. It does right. have fillers. I, I think it has like an acceptable amount of like soy meal for filler, but fuck okay. it, dude. It's Taco Bell. Taco Bell's great. I'm a big fan of Taco Bell. I do think that, uh, to go to Taco Bell, it sounds like a decent amount of your order was actually uh, was actually kind of off canon because Taco Bell's menu does rotate a lot. Yeah, apparently recently they cut off like half of it. Yes, they removed uh, a lot of the real OGs. They brought back potatoes, thank God, uh, but they removed some of the old classics. And I think that as long as you stick to the classics, you kind of can't go wrong at Taco Bell. If you want a cheat sheet, you got to go with your Crunchwrap. Uh, I think they got rid of the Mexican pizza, and the Mexican pizza wasn't even that good to begin with. They they did get rid of that Mexican pizza, though. But uh, Cheesy Gordita Crunch, definitely a good one. I don't know if I saw that. Uh, the Chalupa, definitely a good one. I don't know if I saw that. <laughs> uh, cheesy Bean and Rice Burrito. That one was there. Beefy Frito Burrito, which no longer exists. Oh. Cheesy they- Roll Up. They had the, the 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 Doritos Dos Locos taco, and I was surprised that that made the cut. Oh, yeah, the Doritos Locos taco. Come on. You think Taco Bell, you think Doritos Locos taco. You think of Taco I Bell? <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a song. You think of Taco Bell, you think of Doritos Locos taco. If you say it three times sloppily, I'm sure it'll stick. <laughs> it's taco. Um... You think of that for sure. I don't know that they have the Cool Ranch one anymore. No, no. Um, it's only the nacho cheese. But all of this to say, Taco Bell's menu rotates, and it can be fun to try new things. But uh, I think as long as you stick to the good ones, man, it's so hard to go wrong with a Crunchwrap. A Crunchwrap so, so here, is like the, top 10 fast food items. Here's the thing. And here you're going to explain to me where I went wrong. Mm. And it's this is your you might cringe a little bit, but the, bear in mind I, I am a a Taco Bell newbie. Yes, I found the Crunchwrap Supreme to be dry. Yeah, no, that is totally fair. Oh, how many sauce packets did you use to consume your meal? So here's the thing. Uh, I don't know if I messed up on the Uber Eats app or what. I received no sauce packets. Okay, that's horrifying for a, a num- on a plethora of levels. First of all, if someone's getting you something from Uber Eats, they should ask for a bunch of sauce. I don't care. Because right. they know that an integral part of the Taco Bell experience is going through, charitably, 17 to 35 <laughs> sauce packets. Now, to Taco Bell's credit, the three other items that were not the Crunchwrap Supreme had a good amount of sauce on them. I think the best Taco Bell items are actually the drier ones that require a lot of sauce. You can tailor your flavor experience. You can put some fire on a bite, mild on a bite, hot on a bite. You can you can really Coca-Cola remix your way through your Taco Bell experience via sauce packets. Right. And this is where I, I feel like I went wrong. It's because without the sauce packets, I was eating. And the Crunch Wrap Supreme seems like a very, very well-engineered food item, I will say. Yeah, with the would not disagree. Yeah, the different layers of food packed with things and that cheese sauce that you get in some of those bites is really good. The only problem is like it stays in its little compartment and it doesn't it doesn't spread. So by the end of it, like the last third of the Crunch Wrap Supreme, I was just eating dry bite after dry bite and like 
and, and I'm a completionist and I'm eating Taco Bell, I'm going to finish this. <laughs> like, I'm not going to put it aside. If I, the you, sauces could have helped for sure there, probably. If you eat Taco Bell, you're going to have some dry bites. And I don't know that you're going to have Taco Bell again. I hope you do. But if you get a Crunchwrap <laughs> Supreme with cheese sauce and sour cream, uh, here's what you do. It's a classic hack. You just give the Crunchwrap a little massage. You just massage mm. around the insides of the Crunchwrap lightly. Five or okay. six seconds. Helps with distribution. I right. used to eat five or six crunch wraps every week in college. So I really get used to the ritual. Now, have they gotten smaller or has this always been the original size? I mean, I always in my mind remember Taco Bell food being huge, but that's because right. I ate it when I was a child. Okay. Well, that makes, that makes some sense. Yeah, no, I, I was just, I was a little let down, but I feel like I, I'm learning some tips. If I ever go again, it was just a weird sort of thing. Um, I mean, Something I do on my lunch breaks for whatever reason is I open up delivery apps and I, I scroll down food and I look at them and I fill up my cart and I don't hit order. Mm. <laughs> and then I go make a sandwich in my home and, and you know, I don't get fast, fast food that day. This is just a habit I've fallen into. Um, but something about the Taco Bell, I was just like, all right, I'm going to actually order this because it's been, you know, forever since I've even been near a Taco Bell. And uh, I want to try it. I want to. I want to see if it's good. What's the hype? Yeah, it was time. And you know, I think Taco Bell is a good uh, prison-style last meal before you really take control of your health. So what happened was, you know, I ordered all those things, and like the total was like cheap. Like, oh yeah, it's like eight <laughs> eight bucks. It was to, like yeah. for a day's worth of calories. It was like nothing. So I was like, oh, this isn't a lot of food. And then like I ate all of the food. I was like, okay, I need to take a step back and reevaluate what is important to me. And also just out of sheer curiosity, I was like, how much calories did I just eat in one sitting? And it actually came out less than I thought. Kind of a kind of a hack about Taco Bell. It's actually one of the healthier places you can eat fast food in terms of like amount of lettuce and tomato you're eating versus number of calories you're taking in. Yeah, it was only thirteen hundred calories. It's still a lot. <laughs> that's so still, much. That's well, still a I lot. Think, I think it was the two the two uh, the two crispy tacos that I shouldn't have gotten. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I remember. I think I've maybe shared this story on the podcast before, but I was an academic decathlon because I was a real nerd uh, my entire life, and I love trivia. And we had a per diem to spend on food, which was your breakfast and lunch was split between $25. So you had like $12.50 for breakfast, $12. And this is when we were traveling. Uh, and then you had $25 to spend on dinner. And one day I saved all of my $50 of per diem and bought $50 of Taco Bell food for myself. Holy shit. It was horrifying. That... It was so... I at, at some point I was like grasping and just ordering the most expensive things on the menu multiple times to get to right. my $50. Right, those, those boxes with all the food in them. Yeah, and I ate maybe an eighth of it. 
Uh, right. But everyone else continued to eat for the rest of the trip, so I was a bit of a bit of an academic decathlon savior. But <laughs> uh, really, you you get a lot of bang for your buck at Taco Bell. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Hell, you can get fifty cheesy bean and rice burritos for fifty dollars. It's true; they're each like a dollar. Yeah, and then yeah. Th- that's like thirty thousand calories right there. Yeah, minus the so what I think where I went wrong was i ordered the like these crispy tacos were fried chicken at a place that not known for the fried chicken so why would what? i do that no <laughs> right why would i do that to myself it's the fajita style chicken that taco bell should you know is probably more well known for i don't know i'm just in this weird habit of like oh there's a new chicken sandwich somewhere <laughs> i gotta new- go try it <laughs> yeah there's a new chicken style somewhere i feel it in my bones yeah, I, if we really broke down the meat that I eat, it, it's like 80% chicken. I think a lot of people are in a similar camp. Chicken's a, an inoffensive and inexpensive meat to eat. And doesn't nearly put as much demand on the planet to sustain, you know. The, the beef industry is destroying the planet, John. The beef industry is destroying the planet. There's an argument to be made that beef might actually be more environmentally sustainable, but I abstain from all of it, so I don't really know. Well, uh, no, but that's assuming that people ate all of the cow, which right. we definitely don't do. It, the amount of carbon that cows produce, yeah, through their burps, if you if you believe that, because uh, it's not their farts, it's their burps. Um, that is uh, the just. The, one of the largest con, uh, factors to you know climate change. If only there was some way. I guess just don't eat cows is a is a good or takeaway. Do a meatless day. You know, do like a meatless yeah. Monday. Just curb, curb. Yeah, curb the uh, the demand for meat. Yeah, just whatever you can do to curb your meat enthusiasm. Uh, <laughs> just uh, nice. just just do that. Right. Uh, and then you'll be like me, a weirdo who everyone doesn't know where to take to restaurants. I mean, you've said multiple times to us that you, you could find food anywhere. I, we just feel like, uh, you know, you're our friend and we want you to be comfortable. So we'll take you to that Burger King, buddy. Always take me to the Burger King or the Taco Bell. There were no Taco Bells. No, on that stress. trip, there were definitely no Taco Bells. There were no Taco Bells. Now, Henry, I hear you ask what I'm drinking. Uh, John, you're drinking? I'm drinking a uh, Evil Dankster IPA. Uh, Dankster? Dankster. Evil Dankster. Uh, from Tup's Brewing. Apparently, Evil Dankster is like an imprint where they try different uh, experimental hop techniques. And uh, this is an IPA brewed with lotus and calypso hops, but specifically the lupulin pellets of those hops, which is, of course, the waxy, uh, yellow, flowery things inside of the hop cone. So they remove the bract, the vegetal matter, and then they make pellets just out of the little potent flowers. And it's pretty delicious. Okay. So it's a flowery beer. Mm. It's like um it's like if you smoke weed and then you smoke resin, it's a lot like that. I that comparison means literally nothing to me. It's uh, it's just a more intense hop experience. Is the resin like what is produced by the burning of the leaf? 
the re- it's just like uh it, it's smoking extract of, okay. of cannabis All it's right. just I have a, no idea it's more intense i've never been high in my entire life you're gonna be high eventually on live? That sounds like a threat. That sounds it like does, a threat, it, I realize now. In my head, I was like, is he going to sneak something into my food? <laughs> no, unfortunately, Don't I, do that. I have been paying the people at Taco Bell to to dose your <laughs> your uh, your chicken tacos with GHB. That's but, why they were so trippy. Yeah. But I got, they had jalapenos on them that weren't even spicy. Oh, yeah, the jalapenos at Taco Bell are just like water. <laughs> They're like jello. I was just let down a little bit, but maybe I went in with the wrong mindset. We don't need to dwell on it. Yeah, just adjust your expectations for next time. Will do. Message received. And then you'll become a Taco Bell convert. Or I can just go to any other better taco places here in Austin, Texas. The land of the taco. What? Austin, Texas? Tacos? We're famous for our seafood. (laughs) (laughs) this landlocked little city in the center of texas yeah is famous for the world famous barbecue shrimp yeah we're famous for a barbecue shrimp we're famous the pride of austin papa dough oh my god you know the thing that's definitely from austin who came here and said that and no one came here and said that but People got so, mad because so, Lizzo came here Lizzo. Okay. for ACL, and then the only place she ate was Papado. It's like, dude, you're in Austin. There's a bunch of truly delicious food for and you the, to eat. Is there more than the one that's like off research in North Austin? I don't think so. So she went all the way through Austin to North Austin, which isn't... Yeah, there's people who contend that North Austin isn't the real Austin experience, and they're right. <laughs> I mean, I live here, and I'd argue that. And I live north of there, and I argue that. Yeah. She went all the way to the northernmost point, you know, for the sake of hyperbole, to eat at a, a chain out of Houston, I believe. Uh, I think the family's from Houston. But to her credit, she loved it. I mean, it's not like she complained about Austin's food. Yeah, I mean, at, at least she liked it. I'm just saying, if you're performing at ACL and you're downtown, you can go to, like, Franklin or Uchi oh, yeah. or Veracruz. You can go anywhere that Austin is famous for, but just to go to the seafood place that all the people traveling through Austin who are, like, general managers for contractors. Yeah. It just seems kind of silly. No, no, yeah. no, no hate for Lizzo. I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm protective of our food. It's like visiting New Orleans, driving out to the Esplanade Mall, eating at the Red Lobster, and writing about how good the seafood in New Orleans is. <laughs> yeah, it's so fresh, and they have these. I believe they call them Cheddar Bay biscuits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Cheddar Bay biscuits or whatever. Yeah, I've never eaten at a uh, what do they call it? A Red Lobster. I've only eaten at a Red Lobster after becoming vegetarian, and those biscuits, they're legit. Okay. I I have no I have no frame of reference. A good biscuit to me is a good old Popeye's biscuit. 
Oh, well, nothing beats a Popeye's biscuit. But listen, you got to get, if you go to Red Lobster, you got to get a lot of sauce packets with those biscuits. You got to get mild, you got to get hot, you got to get fire, and you really got to douse those biscuits. These are different styles of butter. Yeah, you got to get the the The, spicy, the fire butter. (laughs) Fire butter. And then just really put it on there. Yes. Um, but speaking of ACL and people coming to Austin, there's a huge question on the horizon that seems to be consuming the minds of just me, just me personally. Oh. Is ACL going to happen? I am of the opinion that it is, but uh, in case people haven't heard of what's going on, why might it not happen? Only because every sort of little uh, festival or event thus far for the year in Austin has canceled. Yeah, I mean, I there was an event that I was very excited to go to that just got canceled today that was scheduled for the end of the month. But ACL does appear to, at least for the time being, uh, be going strong post-revealing their, uh, their new, very understandable uh, COVID procedures. Right, right. They're, they are one of the few uh, festivals that are even considering to uh, to do COVID protocols in a state where the, the governor kind of hammers down with the fist of all of the authority given to him by an emergencies right act that he is abusing to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, but just to give you a, like a sampling of things that have canceled, um, Batfest... 2021, an outdoor celebration of the famed Mexican free-trailed bats that reside under the Congress Avenue Bridge, was canceled Wednesday after the city of Austin denied event organizers a special event permit. Mm. This is the main vehicle for festivals being canceled. The city of Austin has to issue a special event permit to all of these festivals, and uh, they've not been doing that. Now, does ACL have a permit? Uh, I don't want to quote out of turn. I believe I saw a headline that says they don't have it quite yet. Yeah, there were headlines four or five days ago saying that they have not been given a finalized permit yet. And that's kind of interesting because we've got very notable names coming like Billie Eilish and... Uh, John Baptiste. <laughs> uh-huh. There are others. I don't know them. I'm not going this year, so I don't know who's going. But you're going, John. I am going. I'm very excited if it happens. All right. Um, another festival that canceled is the Austin Music and Arts Festival. Uh, let's see. This was in Round Rock. Interesting. So why was it the Austin <laughs> That Austin area music and arts festival, maybe. Ah, uh, they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't afford rent, right? Uh, and most notably, the Pecan Street Festival, the the famed festival that takes over Sixth Street during the day. For some reason, that's not Pecan Street. Is Sixth Street Pecan Street? Is is I might be missing something here. No um, idea. That has been canceled. And what's notable about that and Batfest is both of these are outdoor events. Mm-hmm. So it's not as though it's like, oh, yeah, of course, all the indoor events are being canceled. No, no, no. The outdoor events that should be safe because it's an outdoor area. And, and as from all that I have seen, 
it's harder to spread COVID in an outdoor venue. And for that, I will cite Lollapalooza, which had every chance to be a super spreader event, but was not one. Yeah, and they had COVID protocols that mirrored what ACL is doing. Exactly. And in fact, I think ACL is modeling their COVID protocols after Lollapalooza because that's a much bigger event, I Mm -hmm. think. Um, And they managed to to curtail all sort of fears and realities and have a really good musical time. And I think ACL is trying to do everything in in the best interest of promoting that. Yeah, I mean, they're, I think Lollapalooza was interesting to study uh, because epidemiologists and scientists who studied it show that really there's no evidence to support that Lollapalooza was anything approaching a super spreader event like right. it could have been. Right, and you see pictures from it and you see people in tight crowds, um, a lot of them not wearing masks or, or, you know, a sparse population of them wearing masks and tight quarters and you might feel that bead of sweat of anxiety on your brow. Uh, but we're several weeks to maybe a couple of months out from that event. And absolutely it was not a super spreader event. And so they showed that it's possible if you have these COVID protocols in place and an ACL is trying their best uh, to make sure they can do that. So it seems like it will be on. The only problem is now we got to contend with musicians, John. Oh, no. The famously fickle musician. And I only bring this up because just... Wait, let me check the date on this. Din Timberlake? No. no what? Just today, John. Oh. We had a very famous musi- mus- musician... <laughs> The very famous musician cancel on us, John. And by us, I mean the Austin City. Oh, no. Can I guess based on the ACL lineup? Sure. Was it Billie Eilish? Uh, I will clarify. They did not cancel from ACL. Oh, what did they cancel from? A separate concert venue. Okay. Let me see. Let me see if I can look up some Acts that are coming into Austin. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, that, they're coming? Uh, yeah. In, uh, in September? In September. September, they... ni- September 19th. Oh, isn't it the 23rd night of September? Yeah. Damn it, we missed 19th, it by four days. 19th night of September. You think um, they change it? You think they, for all of their shows in September, you think they change it to the current <laughs> night? That'd be great. I wait, do so love wait. Earth, Wind, and Fire, though. 23rd night of September. 23rd night. 21st 20... night of September? Is, is it 21st? Say? I'm not totally sure. It's the same number of syllables. So you need three syllables. So it can't be, they would have to stretch. You know, it was the first. Night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty tough. But like twenty yeah. seventh would be even tougher. Twenty <laughs> seventh. <27th? laughs> I don't think their voice would crack because yeah. they're venerable musicians who have been performing for years, decades even. Uh, can no, I it making... was not Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I've got a couple more guesses. Okay, was it Corn uh, and Stained who were? Performing at the Germania Insurance Amphitheater. Wow, on the same night? Corn no, it's a it's a double bill, corn and stain. Wow. 
for fans of those bands and, you know, the handful of them, they're going to love that night. Yeah, I don't, you know, you're going to hear that famous seven string bass or whatever the hell Corn is famous for and whatever it's... Stained is famous for. <laughs> I think they're they're most famous for the spelling of their band names, right? Yeah, uh, famously not correct band names. Did they make that headstrong? I'll take you on headstrong. Is I'll that corn? On. I'm thinking of I. It's definitely not corn, but I was wondering oh, if it was that stained? stained. I was wondering if it was stained. Uh... I'm just going to type in headstrong, and if it's not the first result, I feel like... No, that was trapped. Trapped! Once again, another uh, incorrect yeah, spelling of they word. They also spell it wrong. Oh, my favorite... Uh, my favorite <laughs> My favorite band is a, a, ba- a band that sings songs in the style of Trapped, but it's covers of Stained. Yeah. And the <laughs> band's name is Staint. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know why, but cover bands, their names aren't nearly as punny as they should be in my mind. Yeah, they really should be more punny, but these artists and their integrity. The the worst part is when it's like a lyric from a song and not a riff on the band name, because then it's like, I now you're expecting me to know the band's music. Yeah, I cover bands are fine. I was about to... I love uh, cover bands. I was about to besmirch them, but I love a cover band. Is it Ludacris? No. Ludacris is coming? Yeah, October 16th. Wait, he's in the Fast and Furious movies. He is in the Fast and Furious movies, so we really need to get those Ludacris tickets. Oh, we gotta get that on lock. He still does music. That You know, I'm, why, I'm not surprised. Why would I be surprised? I mean, he's, uh, he's one of the best. Is it, uh, hold on, Testament? When are they playing? Um, October 16th. Oh, okay. you gotta fight the billing for Ludacris. Oh, shit. That's, yeah. Uh, double header. Um, Bun B uh, with Slim Thug and Little Flip? Can I, I'll give you a hint. They're playing in September, not in October. September, September. Oh, there are not a lot of them. Oh, I got it. I know who canceled. Who canceled, John? Herman's Hermits starring Peter Noon. That sounds made up. Herman's Hermits is totally real. That sounds made up. That sounds like like an Arrested Development riff. No, Herman's Hermits was a pop group. I believe you. You've never heard their songs, No Milk Today? Or Mrs. Brown, You've Got a Lovely Daughter? No, the one. Wow. Wait, there's like a Mrs. Jones. That's uh, no. Miss... I... You know, it's fine. Uh, <sighs> then you I, haven't I guessed can't it. guess who it is. It's Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé of the of the fizzy water. Of the fizzy water. Yes, the very same. Wow, I had no idea. He had to cancel his show in Austin because. Uh, apparently, he had a disagreement with the Frank Irwin Center. Oh, no. Buble is requiring all attendees of the tour to provide proof of vaccination or a negative COVID-19. Why Just call it COVID. Drop the 19 at this point. Yeah. A negative COVID test taken within 72 hours of the event. These are the same protocols that ACL is enforcing. 
Yes. So Buble wanted that. Right. And uh, while social distancing is recommended at the Frank Irwin Center at the University of Texas at Austin for people who are unvaccinated or have a weakened immune system, that's all they have. Masks are recommended, but they're not doing the, the proof stuff. And the Frank Irwin Center is an indoor venue. Which would, even more so than ACL, I would think, require these protocols of showing your, your, your vaccination card or a negative test. It's not as though these protocols are enforcing the vaccination because you could just go get a test done. Yeah. Like, so you have that option, although I will state for the record, and I think John will agree with me, the official stance of zero credits is just, just go get vaccinated. Yeah, it's free. If you're a person who can get vaccinated and would not have major long-term health consequences from doing so, get vaccinated. Absolutely. Thank you, John, for uh, covering uh, that. Yes, I didn't mean at all at any cost, but yeah, uh, I mean, yes, if it's safe for you to do so, go get vaccinated. And so Mr. Buble was just trying to really just copy what ACL is going to do as an outdoor venue. And uh, the Frank Irwin Center apparently would not comply, so he had to pull out. Uh, this might be spurious on my part, but hasn't UT's track record uh, as far as like masks, social distancing, etc., uh, been pretty lax in the past few months? Am I wrong? You are not wrong. Uh, UT was one of the first universities to say that they would be doing in-person classes this year before the Delta variant came out. So there was a little bit of grace period. But then the Delta variant was found in Austin not soon after they started in-person classes, and they never shifted. Oof. So uh, not a great track record. Not really a great track record. And I'm just saying, like, so if musicians can pull out, and they might be, because this is happening kind of across industries, I saw a headline where Patton Oswalt had to cancel his shows in Florida and one other state for similar reasons. Mm. Um, but then also something we have not addressed on this podcast because it's so ludicrous. I really didn't want to give it airtime. Um, but Texas did their stupid abortion bill. Yeah. The six-week abortion, after-six-week abortion ban thing. And yeah. now we're, we're seeing creative, powerful people in industries pull out of Texas. Yes. This could be another reason why maybe ACL doesn't happen. Not really where I wanted the conversation to go, but a reality we should face. I mean, you know, uh, as far as Texas goes and Texas getting uh, – money in the form of uh, revenue from concert goers for these uh, big talents. Uh, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, Texas. I hate to say it. Uh, right. If you want to shoot yourself in the foot and have performers stop coming here, uh, keep doing stupid shit. And to be clear, I think that uh, Michael Buble and I imagine Patton Oswalt, etc., if they had similar things where they're like, hey, we require proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test to attend the event, then dude, who are you going to get 
for their right. slot in such a limited period of time that would get people in your center. I think if you have a Gallagher show, guess what? Gallagher, rest in peace, is going to get watermelon on people. It's his space. It's his rules. Right, exactly. Like, if you're going to try to to replace Buble, I mean, at this late in the game, his, his show was on the 20th. He canceled on the 14th. You're going to pull from local talent. You're going to get, uh, what's his name? Shaky Graves. Shaky Graves, sure. I was thinking of that guy who's got a similar name to somebody else. Can't help you. Bob Schneider. Bob Schneider. Yeah, he's a local to Austin, and he's fucking everywhere. I don't know. I don't know the man. I don't know his music. I just know Bob Schneider is everywhere, and I always get confused with Rob Schneider, the actor. Listen, are you going to get Buble butts in seats with Bob Schneider? I don't think so. Yeah. What what you've got is a lot of angry Buble fans, which I have to imagine they are like, what's the word I'm looking for? Tenacious. Yeah. Michael Buble (laughs) fans are famously violent. Right. Well, I just have to say, look, they really like the Buble, (laughs) the Bloop Man. (laughs) Yeah, they love the Bloop Man. They call him that. (laughs) They call him that. They're real Bloop heads. And if you're going to take the Buble away from them, I feel like heads are going to roll. I mean, listen, if you're a Bloop head, you're in it for life because, you know, you're you're dogged. You're determined because multiple factors want you to not like Michael Bublé. Bublé. For example, how his music sounds. That's the, that's the, that's the first, the first oh, hurdle no. you have to get over to become Don't a Bublé. <laughs> the first hurdle you have to get over is how his music sounds. Oh my god. Uh, and then just like how he is. And then once you get over those, once you're over the earls, you're a blue blade for life. <laughs> I think maybe one of the hardest phrases to say in the English language has to be boo blade souffle. <laughs> it's gotta be. Uh, is he the one who would wear the hat? <laughs> there, a lot of musicians have worn hats, but as a matter okay. of fact, I think he might be one of the few that has not no, you're right. He's not. I'm thinking of Jason Mraz. Jason Mraz wore a hat. Pharrell wore a hat. Andrew Bird sometimes wears a hat. I was thinking specifically of Jason Mraz, and I apologize to both Buble and Mraz. Buble has never worn a hat. Yeah, we we apologize to both our yeah. Bloopheads and our Mraz fans. <laughs> um, I don't have a segue, but I do want to note since I brought it up. Um, there's going to be a women's march in Austin on October second. Uh, they're marching on Congress on Congress Avenue. I uh, just want to put the word out that Saturday, October second at noon, there's going to be a women's march in Austin, protesting the uh, just the fact that the Supreme Court rejected an emergency request to block Texas abortion ban. Yeah, uh, it's almost like. Uh, we have a Supreme Court packed with death cult ideologues uh, who never would have blocked that to begin with. Right. I mean, this has been a rough year for Texans. I just got to say that. Yeah. It, uh, uh, it's not been good. No, like they tried, we tried to freeze to death and a lot of people 
did actually die, so I don't know why I made a joke of that. And uh, our leadership did nothing. And then COVID is still happening, and our leadership is doing nothing. In fact, what our leadership is doing is aborting... That's the wrong word. (laughs) What our leadership is doing is banning abortions, which could save lives. Mm Mm-hmm. And just adds more and more evidence into the fact that not I don't even want to extrapolate to party lines, but just the leadership of Texan of Texas is a death cult. Yeah, absolutely. It is a it is a death cult. Now I think that we could talk a lot about the things we hate about this. And I, one thing I will say that is a positive is having lived in Texas now for four. Yeah. Four, four years, years. over yeah. four years, almost, almost no, four and a half, five. four and a half years after having lived here for four and a half years, uh, the spirit of Texans is really incredible, or at least the Texans that I know. Uh, I we both come from a state where pretty awful things would happen on a regular basis at the state government level, and you didn't really tend to see a lot of boots on the ground activism about those things. Right. Uh, but in Texas, people care, people demonstrate, people get out. Really cool progressive people are being elected, kind of at a smaller scale, but it's happening. Uh, and Texans really are like genuinely resilient, interested people. And, you know, these are the ones with good opinions that I like. The ones with bad opinions, you know, can go into the ocean and have something happen to them. Uh, But the good ones are good. Yeah. No, yeah, the the only movement, the only protests we would ever see where we came from were like the Saturday morning protests where, what were they even protesting? They wanted every building to have the Confederate flag and not just some buildings. That's what that was right. They were Confederate flag activists. And mm-hmm. it was just like, you are the extremely wrong people to be <laughs> to be motivated. What <laughs> look around you. Look at this state. You won. <laughs> well, you didn't win in the sense of the Confederacy, uh, but your your ridiculous wrong-headed uh, regressive school of thought uh, one. So right. con- congratulations. Take your Confederate flags and go home. Yeah, just every Saturday on the, the opposite ends of the entrance to the, the main entrance to campus, uh, there were the Confederate flag people on one side and then the counter-protesters on the other side. What What a time to be alive. <laughs> What a what a time to be alive indeed. I remember uh the counter protesters really only started uh once Black Lives Matter really started to take off. Right. And I remember riding with a friend who has a positive association with the police and also didn't understand things politically and and was going to drive by the Black Lives Matter protesters, and he's like, what if I just drove by and said, all lives matter? I was like, if you do that, I will kill you. I oh, will yeah. I will murder you as a person if you do that, because you don't understand. Yeah, no, being in South Mississippi at the time of Black Lives Matter coming on the, the, the national scene was very interesting to kind of see these, you know, bless your heart types, the, these 
this very nice Southern people struggle with the idea that there's discrimination in the world and that for just a brief moment in time, the world doesn't revolve around them. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Black Lives Matter doesn't mean that they're not saying all lives matter. It's just right now, let's focus on the injustices that are happening and continuing to happen, yeah. uh, perpetuated by uh, like the systematic racism that has, has infiltrated law enforcement specifically and also the court system as an extension of that. Mm-hmm. Seeing these nice, mild-mannered people struggle with that was... Not delicious, but interesting. Yeah, I think the the early days of the Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter dichotomy was interesting because you would see people, there, there were two camps and they were both wrong. The first one is people who are evil, who would say All Lives Matter as counter-programming against Black Lives Matter, uh, which is bad. But secondly, there were people who were like, well... All lives do like they just ignorant people who who were like, well, more lives matter than black lives. Like you're not, you truly don't understand uh, what is happening around you. It was also funny that this was happening in Mississippi, which is like the epicenter of a lot of this, at least historically. Uh, right. So what a time, for sure. I feel like I forgot to conclude my ACL point. <laughs> Michael Blueblay. Right. Oh, right. So he canceled. Maybe others will cancel. I think the wrap up to that conversation is just to say, like, I think ACL is going to happen. Yeah, I don't see any reason why ACL would not happen at this point. I I brought it up just as a speaking point, just because there's so many things being canceled right now. But it's an outdoor concert. They're enacting COVID protocols. Um there is like a political issue of maybe giving Texas money that might stand in the way of some performers, but I think uh, I don't think all performers are willing to punish the people who live here uh, to to spite the nose of the state in a failed analogy I tried to make just now. Um, so there's going to be enough people to actually perform. You know, there's always cancellations like Donald can- Donald Glover canceled the year that i went and that was pretty sad um yeah i i would be sad if that happened we got to see sir paul mccartney so i i I still consider myself lucky um but like all like everything and it's it also just the main fact that acl is the besides south by southwest the hugest money maker for the city of the year and to cancel it two years in a row would be just the final nail in the coffin of local businesses. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think the city council could, in good faith, just cancel it outright, which is maybe why they're like, let's monitor the situation. We're not going to give you the special permit quite yet, but we're not saying it's a no. Because mm-hmm. they want also want to be make the most well-informed decision they can make. Um, but I, I don't think we live in a world where it's not going to happen. Cause it's, it's literally a month away. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of local businesses rely on both South by and ACL, uh, almost for their entire existence. Like a huge part yeah. of their balance sheet comes from those two events. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. And 
It just brings so many people to the city, which, again, might be a risk factor. But, again, I feel like Austin's doing pretty well with the vac- on the vaccination front, you know? Yeah, over 70% of people in Travis County are vaccinated. And it's good to hear that uh, if ACL does not get canceled, that Stevie Nicks will not have uh, succeeded in her journey to uh, cancel all music. Right. Stevie Nicks... And others, I, I feel like I saw other groups trying to cancel all concerts, um, but they didn't cancel Lollapalooza, so. Yeah, well, there's a resistance forming, and yeah. the resistance is by massive event companies. Yeah, massive event companies and the cultural juggernaut that is Billie Eilish. Yes, so if you are interested in in seeing the uh knockdown knockout throw knock knockout throw down knockdown throw out no knock knockout throw down knock- that doesn't sound right uh quick google okay knock knockdown throw out i think it's knockdown throw out What? That doesn't sound right to me. If you're interested in seeing no, the knockdown... It's gotta be... What? It is not knockout throwdown. That's... It can't be. Wait, why is it not knockout throwdown? It can't be. Why not? That can't be it. A throwdown is like a fight, and a knockout is like a KO. Knockdown... Knockout just... throwdown. Knockdown, drag out, drag out. There we go. There it is. Knockdown, drag out. I just found it a second after you. Wow. Yeah. So, if you want to see the knockout throwdown battle between Billie Eilish and Stevie Nicks, come to Austin, Texas, somewhere in the first two weekends of October, and you'll see it happen. Clash of the Titans, Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, but good this time. But good this time. Billie Eilish does have a radioactive axe, though. And a brother who helps her write her music, which is like plus two to charisma. It is plus two to charisma. Um, Stevie Nicks famously does have laser breath. Oh, shit. Laser breath? Laser breath. (laughs) Can she control it or is it just like always on? Well, it like she has a tail and it goes wom, 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 and then she can do it. I have found that driving over cobblestone sounds like the wom 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 charge up tale of Godzilla. <laughs> it does. You got to watch out for Stevie Nicks though, because uh, if she is within a touching distance of an atomic bomb when it goes out, goes off, the dad from Get Out will yell, "That ex lead singer from Fleetwood Max juiced." Oh right, because he's in that. He's in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's also in Marvel's What If, streaming now on Disney+. Plus. Who's he playing What If? Uh, the first episode with Agent Carter, he's the obstinate general guy. Oh, that's pretty neat. I've seen all those. They're not worth talking about, I don't think. I think Agent Carter's quite good. I haven't seen any of the others, and I don't know that I will. Yeah, it's kind of hit or... It's kind of miss or hit. Oh, no. At least you get Jeffrey Wright, right? Oh, Jeffrey Wright. 
absolute pleasure anytime he shows up and he does a really great job with the narration. It, it feels like um, what's that man's name from Twilight Zone? A Rod Serling. Yeah, he's a real Rod. Ron? Rod? Rod. Rod. He's a real Ron Serling type. Rod? 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 Rod. Rod Serling. That's what I said. You said Ron. No, I said that the first time, but I corrected myself the second time. Okay, he's a real Ron Snurling. I might have eaten the D, as it were. <laughs> well, now we have, we have an episode title. <laughs> might have eaten the D. Uh, John, did you see why Nicki Minaj was trending the other day? Oh, is it because she tweeted about the COVID vaccine giving people erectile dysfunction? You're very close, this is very hilarious. Wait, how am I not dead on? Did she do something else? You're not dead on because you you're only you're not right at all. <laughs> okay. Okay, no, I'm sorry. That was mean. A little judgmental. She did tweet about the COVID vaccine, but it was not about ED, it was about another thing, okay? Okay. Uh, she quoted out and I'm going I'm going to do one of my famous quotes. I'm going to read verbatim her tweet. My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. So then maybe oh, that's I where see. you got the ED from. I'm sorry. I see. She goes on. His, his testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, comma, not bullied. Mm. A lot of people latched on to a certain detail of this tweet, John. Can you guess what that is? A certain detail? I'm going to say the testicles becoming swollen. Exactly. And for those of you who don't know, like myself, swollen testicles are endemic of two things. One, blunt enforced trauma. <laughs> uh-huh, blunt force trauma to the testicles. Right. Or two... A sexually transmitted infection. Oh, so I was right about the testicles. Right. Wow, right. I, thought, was the, I thought that wasn't it. People latched on to the testicles, as it were. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, to say, hey, Miss Miss Minaj, Miss Nikki, your friend is lying to that would-be bride about getting an STI. It has nothing to do with the vaccine. Uh-huh. Which, of course, on the internet, if you ever, like, address somebody's opinion, she doubled down on it. Of course, of course. Um, Classic good millionaire choice. But a lot, of, a lot of good people came out to tell her and inform her, hey, your friend is lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the funniest thing is, like... She tweeted that out, and then, of course, a bunch of these these horrible – I wouldn't call them journalists, but news sites or whatever uh, – called her out as being against the vaccine. And then she fought them, saying, like, I never said I was against the vaccine. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird cultural moment. Yeah. It's, uh, it's an interesting time when maybe what I'm about to say is uh, – is transgressive. It's an interesting cultural moment where everyone has a platform, an unadulterated right. platform. Yeah. And when 
the most visible people in society who are probably, let's be honest, kind of the least uh, real people, uh, people who have not had much hardship in their lives for the last 10 plus years, have millions of dollars, have their every need attended to. Um, maybe these people aren't the people who should have a platform where they can say whatever they want. Or maybe people should appropriately take those things with a grain of salt and say, I don't give a shit if Nicki Minaj is for or against the vaccine because she's not the kind of person that I would trust with my healthcare decisions. Right. I saw a very similar uh, tweet that was like, it's an interesting society we live in when scientists and doctors have been fighting for months to establish the credentials for people to believe them about the vaccine. And it was all done, all undone with just one tweet from a pop star. I mean, it's not inaccurate. You always have to be careful when you have a platform. Well, you always should be careful when you have a platform. Rarely is anyone with a a sufficiently large platform actually careful. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and honestly... Nicki Minaj is just tweeting out what she thinks is valid, mm-hmm. if not anecdotal. And so she's trying to warn people, like, I can see a good faith argument from her side. At the same time, though, there's just so much science and so much data and so much positive things that have come out from the vaccine. Like, it's the only reason why we're probably never going to head into another shutdown despite the Delta numbers being worse than pre-vaccinating numbers and and ICU beds being completely full. We're never going to see another shutdown again because we've got this vaccine. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I want to be at a point 10 years in the future when we can look back at this time in history and study it and compare it to like the 1918 outbreak of Spanish influenza or even to polio and draw parallels. Like why the hell Elvis getting the the polio vaccine triggered a huge response and people getting the vaccine. Why the hell did that not happen again? I thought history was supposed to repeat itself. I mean, I, I don't know. I think the thought that I've come to somewhat is that uh, we used to have limited gates and pretty strong gatekeepers when it came to like celebrity and information and most importantly, having a platform Uh, like when Elvis was alive, Uh, the gates were very few and the gatekeepers very strong. Uh, Now there are no gates and no gatekeepers. Uh, Like, everything is, like, fully decentralized. Everyone has a platform. We're more, I think, fractured now than we've ever been. Like, who cares if Olivia Rodrigo gets a shot? Uh, Because there are going to be hundreds of millions of people who've never heard of her or have heard of her and think she's a lizard person. Like, we all have very strong opinions now, so it's hard to unify around anything. We also, for what it's worth, uh, didn't try hard enough in any case. We didn't try hard enough with a lockdown and then we didn't try hard enough with a vaccine. Right. 
If we had doubled down on either, we'd be in a much better position. I mean, we're at the point where Biden has passed a mandate that if you have more than 100 employees, that they have to all be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Which is great. Yeah, that's something. It's way too late. (laughs) I mean, hold on. What's the U.S. population? Uh, We're in the millions. Um, I want to say 3.5. Three point wait three three hundred and twenty eight million. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, so close. Pretty close. No, uh, no, I wasn't. Sorry, I said three point five, and that's three hundred and twenty eight. Okay, yeah, that's that's a hundred times more. I mean, Please in go terms on. of zero to infinity, you were quite close, right? Um, but yes, three hundred and twenty eight million citizens. I think ninety million Americans work for employers with more than a hundred employees. So. I don't know, assuming 30% of those people aren't vaccinated, you could get some serious gains. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I The one thing I'll give my stupid employer credit for is like 99% of us are vaccinated and that's something they pushed very hard on. Yeah, you should properly incentivize it. Yeah. For my well, no, new they... employer, I had to show proof of vaccination to be hired. Right. And I, I feel like that's going to be, and I use this term very lightly, the new normal. Like, you know, it, it's, why would you let in somebody into your protected area if you don't know they're safe? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I And I've already seen headlines where like COVID is going to be one of those perennial diseases Perennial viruses like the flu. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, we might I, just end up having to get a flu shot and a COVID booster every year. Is there a way to combine those two into one shot? They're actually <laughs> looking at it. They're, they're oh, looking they at creating that. like a combo flu COVID shot. Because, uh, I, I mean, I'll be honest and uh, I'll, I'll take your judgment, but I, I was never one to get the flu shot. But I would be one to get the COVID shot because... I guess COVID kills earlier than the flu. I mean, for sure. Yeah. COVID's way worse than the flu. Uh, The situation that I'm in is someone, I think I would get a flu shot one out of every four years, maybe. Uh, And now that I've got the COVID vaccine, I'm like, yeah, give me them both. Now that like my, my desire to be vaccinated and inoculated against things is much higher than it's ever been. Right. And, yeah, I would never get the flu shot because this is like, yeah, I don't want to go through all that trouble, which is stupid to say now in hindsight. Yes. Uh, And then I I, I would get the flu, which was like, and I would ask the doctor when I get the flu, when I got the flu, I was like, if I got the flu shot, would I have gotten this flu? And she she looked at me straight in the face and said, no. You wouldn't have gotten it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the strand that we vaccinated for, you idiot. And I was like, oh, okay, that's on me. And she's like, yeah, it's on you. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely on you. But then she's, you know, she prescribed some, th- some what is it, Theraflu? Yes. And I took that and it was gone. Like, there's a medication for me to take to get rid of the flu because I'm young and healthy. If I was older, it could lead to pneumonia and kill me. Yes. So that's and the will. Yeah, and will. That's the dumb mindset I want to highlight. 
I no mean, longer I, should that be acceptable, and it probably wasn't acceptable. I just like to think I it was acceptable when I did it because it was me because you know self centered, but that's what we're trying to get rid of because it's not about you; it's about the people around you. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we get to a point where we have a similar paradigm with COVID, where you do have shots on a regular basis to protect you against COVID, uh, but you also have, like, ironclad uh, therapeutic remedies right. to help you if you do get COVID, which is the thing we're really missing right now. Yeah, we don't have the Theracovid. Yeah. We don't have yeah. the COVID gun. Right. We don't have the it's treatment. Not, it's not called Theraflu. It's called something else, but I, I can't remember what the name of it is. I think Theraflu is like a thing you put in like hot water. Oh, are you sure? I'm not 100%. I haven't had the flu in a while. Just kidding. I have the flu once every three years because I don't get the fucking flu shot. Uh, Tamiflu. Tamiflu. You're right. That's what it is. We don't have the Tamacovid. Yeah, we need Tamacovid. Thank you. Uh, I was completely off base there. Tamaspike. Spike Vax. Spike Vax. You getting that booster shot in like a couple of months? Yeah, I uh, I could get it now by lying and going to an HEB, but I'm going to wait the eight months as recommended. Yeah, same. Not for any like reasons like, oh, I don't like side effects could be worse or anything. Just so that people who really desperately need it more than I do can get it. Yeah, I uh, I think that we'll be... Well taken care of since we were vaccinated during the first big wave of vaccinations. I think I'd like to think there will be ample supply for people who are getting their boosters. Yeah, I think there is. I mean, we're we're shipping the U.S. are shipping vaccines to other countries now. I think we have a surplus. Yeah, if we can give them to those stupid poor countries. That's a weird take. Yeah, we should keep them for ourselves. And if we can't, listen, if we don't use them, burn them. Uh, another weird take by John from Zero Credits. Listen, if we can't, if you have extra COVID shots left over, throw them in the ocean. I Who cares stress, about poor countries? I want to stress that this is just the opinions of just John we, and not Henry of Zero Credits. Listen, we've been effectively committing eugenics via medicine for decades why not continue to do it with the covid vaccine and here's a disclaimer that henry does not share the beliefs of john and the beliefs of john do not reflect on zero credits as a whole anyway you should get vaccinated oh right get vaccinated for sure yeah those beliefs i will claim all day yeah get vaccinated and then all that other stuff i said no not both don't lump them in okay I can choose. Get vaccinated and then maybe think about the stuff I just said. Why are you like this? Just think about it. Uh, uh, well, I think it's time for us to to head on out, John. I think we've done our, our job here. We talked about so many things. Taco Bell, Austin, COVID. <laughs> yeah, Taco Bell, Michael Buble, COVID. <laughs> Michael Buble, please come on the show. Of course, your invitation always welcome. Yeah, I mean, as always, Michael Buble, the Bloobs, your invitation uh, always open. Jeffrey Wright, always welcome to come on the podcast. We've been uh, 
Well, long have we said, if Jeffrey Wright ever wants to come on the podcast. Have we ever said that? We've got a hot chair for him. I've been warming it up. Weird. I've been warming Getting up. weird. I don't, <laughs> Jeffrey Wright, stay up. away. <laughs> I've been warming up this chair. I'm, I'm war- Hey, Jeffrey Wright's people, do not let him come on this podcast. I don't know what John's planning. Yeah, I've, I've been warming this chair up real nice and real nice and hot for Jeffrey. You know what? You know it would be over like Zoom or something. It wouldn't be in person. I can ship him a hot chair. You no, you couldn't guarantee. I'll wrap you. the chair in one of those Domino's keep it hot boxes. Wow, we had a mind meld moment. <laughs> and then when he gets it, I had the same exact thought. I when just, he gets it, it'll uh, still be hot and ready for him. And of course, Jason Mraz is banned from the podcast. Well, uh, I just, he wore a hat. Yes, anyone who has made wearing a hat their thing is right. not welcome on the podcast. And honestly, we call that the Donald Trump rule. Yeah, it is the Donald Trump rule. We do not trust people who wear hats. It's true. Uh, but if you want to get in contact with us and dispute if you wear a hat and you want to be on the podcast, yes, we've got certain lines of communication and John's going to tell you exactly how they work. That's right. If you'd like to tell us your, uh, if you'd like to make a case for wearing a hat and we'll pass judgment and then from there on, you will either wear hats or not wear hats because it will be your thing. Uh, you can send us a tweet to at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com, which stands for Henry. That stands for therapeutic. Why did I start with a T? <laughs> That's right. And if you want to send us uh, perhaps a longer version <laughs> of a hat, like a top hat, uh, that's really the only long hat, a Pope's hat. If you want to send us a Pope's hat, you can do so via email by sending an email to email at zerocredits.net. Said email a few too many times. We are on every podcast service, chiefly. Uh, we are on Spotify. Search for Zero Credits in the Spotify, and you'll find us. We're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, one of the best ways that people can learn about the podcast is for you to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. There was an Apple event today. The iPads are getting smaller. The Apple Watches are a 7, and the iPhone has been discontinued. The most important way for you to let people know about the show is like little Tim Cook in his little turtleneck. Get up on a stage, stand in front of a picture of Joshua Tree, say California streaming. That's right. A pun. This is what Apple is now. A pun company. Because word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. So if you gather everyone in the desert and you all do DMT and wear turtlenecks and you talk about the Zero Credits podcast, uh, 30% of you will return home. Guests are on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, talk about DMT and talk about Zero Credits. And we, then we will get a very toxic fan base. That's what we want? I mean, it's not what we want, but it's what we might get. Okay, well. I'd rather a toxic... No, I wouldn't rather a toxic fan base than no fan base, actually. Right, I'm good with this... Well, I'm not going to say it on the podcast. And from everyone here at the Zero Credits Academy Studios... 
Wait, Academy is in school or Academy Sporting Goods? Academy Sports and Outdoors. <laughs> the right stuff, the right price. Academy! We want to wish you a happy week. Uh, good, good boo, good blue, good blue, good blue, blue good boo blay, goodbye. How would Michael blue blay? Say blue bly. Blue bly. Blue bly. Blue bly. Christmas, uh, Christmas, um, Christmas. That's a season. He has a Christmas song. He's like, Mr. Pepsi. Mr. Pepsi, have a good Christmas. Fuck those polar bears. Oh, no. Because that's Coke. Yeah. Fuck the polar bears. We're Pepsi.